Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Total Celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome the program Amber Ruffin of the Amber Ruffin Show on Peacock. Amber, thanks for calling. How are you? I am excited to talk to you because NBC's New Year's Eve 2021, this has to be so exciting for you, isn't it? I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. And frankly, I'm going to act so bad. Oh my. So it's the time. It's the time, right? Finally, one more uh, bad thing in 2020. So let's act bad throughout till that ball drops, right? Yes, that's exactly right. After the ball drops, we'll all act normal. But up until then, we might as well get out our final crazies. Final crazies to have that opportunity. So what's going to be different about this New Year's Eve? Uh, compared to others celebration-wise? Because I've not heard a lot from the grapevine. Again, in Pittsburgh, where I'm located, we're pretty much shut down in so many aspects. So what's going on on your end for this event? This How- is what's going to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so we will be in Times Square, Carson, Daly, Twitch, and I. And instead of the sea of people in Times Square, the thousands and thousands of people, instead there'll be like 40 pods with frontline workers in them so that they can have a front row seat to watch the ball drop. So it'll be us. I think that's great. Pods, yeah. Yeah. I think and then everyone else who's performing will perform wherever they are. See, I think that's great for the frontline workers. Don't you to do this for them? Yeah. Yeah. We wish we could do a lot more, but hopefully this will be a fun thing for them. I absolutely for sure. And working working with Carson Daly, you gotta be pumped up what to expect, right? I'm so excited. We are going to have so much fun. I swear to goodness. Oh, and Twitch. Yeah, and Twitch. Twitch, and Twitch. Yeah, exactly. Having this this lineup and to together and uh are you writing down your new year new year's resolutions? I had a show on it yet yesterday and I said I've not even gotten to it yet. I just don't even want to think about well, you know, my new year's resolutions for 2020 cuz it just completely was different than I expected. Are you starting on that now? Coming up with those resolutions for 2021? My New Year's resolution for 2021 is to stop eating entire cakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. My bad behavior can come with me into 2021, but I have got to cut it out with like the whole baking a cake and then immediately eating the entire thing. It's got to stop. Exactly. Because hopefully we'll be with people more in 2021, right? Hopefully by like, let's say for, by, by summer next year, we'll hopefully be in with crowds. Right. And even though, and then maybe those red carpets again and things like that could be back. Who knows? 
Wouldn't you agree, Amber? I hope that things will be back to normal in the summer of 2021, but I don't want to jinx anything, so I'm not saying a word. You're, you're, you're smart, because guess what? I mean, what were you thinking when the ball dropped 2020? Tell me your thoughts last year, what you were thinking. When the ball dropped last year, I was like, how great is this year going to be? The previous year was fine, and this next year is going to be even better. I truly thought that. I really did. And for performers like yourself, even though you have your show, the performers like yourself are used to being on on stage and different audiences and performing in front of audiences. It's just like got to be a... Wow. I'm tired of looking at a Zoom screen, right? You want to see a reaction to an audience, right? Who knows what has happened? What if people have forgotten how to laugh in groups? That's possible. You know, what if when we finally get back together, the audience all sits close to one another, but then acts like they do when they're at home and just silently watches? I'm terrified, frankly. I would be terrified. I'm, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as you because, I mean, just the, the fact of the matter is I'm just so used to wearing a mask, going into a store, not talking to anyone. I hate to say that, Amber. I, that's me. I, I mean, I go into a store. I'm like, maybe I'll talk to the cashier, but I'm not going to say, hey, how are you doing? Because everyone has masks on and like, okay, get in and out of the store so I don't get COVID, <laughs> you know, or and be gone to, well, we'll have a conversation in the grocery store. We'll have... Panera Bread, maybe sit down and have a cup of coffee in 2021 summer. Those are our hopes, right? That we finally can have that interaction with people again. What a sad bunch of hope. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> our, our, everyone's hope is like basic human interaction. Yeah, I think that's the big, that's the biggest thing, Amber, that's been lost with uh, this pandemic is basic human interaction. Okay, guys, you know, we're, we're getting ready. You're going to be in front of this audience, but guess what? You can't see any of them. But Amber, just pretend there's thousands and thousands of people or pretend this. And you're like, are you kidding me? I want to, you know, as a comedian, you want to say, you want to go and perform in front of people and see their reaction and see what they do. But you're going to have to train them again, I think. Think of the sports fans. When they finally get into a stadium with all these people, what are they going to do? Yeah, how are they going to react? Either they will have forgotten how to act or it'll be the loudest, best party of our lives. Exactly. And let's... Yeah, I wish that's what I'm hoping so. And then the next year's football season and different events will have crowds and events. It just it's weird when we watch movies or different things and see all these people around us. And you're like, wow. But everyone, guess what? The countdown starts again, 10 p.m. Eastern, December 31st. NBC's New Year's Eve 2021. And then again, it jumps back on 1130 to 1230 to celebrate once the ball drops and we no longer have 2020. So what do you want to say to 2020 before uh, as a final uh, uh, thing right now? What would you want to say to 2020? Oh, yeah. I would love to tell 2020, um, you stink and I hate you. Quit being mean to my friends. 
Love it. And, and I'm sure there'd be a different colorful take to that Amber, not on radio, but if we were on a podcast and the, the, the language would be different and all that stuff. Je- definitely check out the Amber Ruffin show on Peacock on Fridays, right? Correct. You can check that out on Peacock, a new episode, correct? Um, on Fridays, we uh, come back January the 8th, but we still have 10 episodes up on Peacock, so go watch them. We will, and I appreciate it. I'm going to go watch them, so thanks again for stopping by, Amber, and best of luck, and Happy New Year. Yay, Happy New Year. Take care. Thanks. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit Lensec.com. And now back to the show. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. And I'm excited to welcome to the program Caregiver Dave Nassani. Dave, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I am such a huge fan of Jeopardy. And I'm so excited about our guest today, Dave. And, you know, I know you have stories. I remember watching Jeopardy when I my whole life. And to hear somebody can answer all the questions or most of them in such a great way. So I'm excited to welcome the program. Brad Rutter, uh, you are considered the all-time winner of uh, yep. Jeopardy earnings. People don't know that. Why, Brad? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was originally on back in 2000 where they used to make you re- retire after five games. So most of the times I've been back has been big special tournaments where they end up giving away a lot of money. But I'll show up for two weeks every five years or so, as opposed to having that, you know, long, like Ken was on for, I think, with the summer break, it was like six months. So uh, people haven't gotten as much of a chance to um, get used to me uh, on the show every night as they have with uh, Ken or later James. So your current winnings roughly just shy of five million. Is that right? That's about right. Yes. And uh, did you have to give the IRS half of that? <laughs> Just about. Yeah, yeah. Especially out here in California. Yeah. Well, so not the IRS half, but between the IRS and the franchise tax board. Yeah, it's about half. I am so sorry. I know so, it's the worst. <laughs> First world problems. So do you have a high IQ? I mean, how did this all start? Are you just a very exceptional, gifted, smart guy? 
I think it's mostly that uh, a I enjoy knowing stuff and have uh, as long as I can remember, and b uh, I think you for trivia you just have to have a brain that works a certain way where you just like facts and they stick there. Um, I really where I got started was when the show first came back with Alex in '84. Uh, my I was a little kid and my parents were fans of the old Art Fleming show. So we would watch it every night after dinner. And then by the time I was in high school, I was uh, getting a lot of the questions right. And I thought, oh, well, I should probably try out sometime. Uh, you know, I'd probably be okay. So what's wow. interesting about your story, Brad, is that, you know, you didn't have the greatest success story before Jeopardy. Kind of tell us your background and what it kind of went through to get to that point when you finally auditioned for Jeopardy. Yeah, well, um, I was working at a CD store, so that's how long ago uh, this was. Uh, but I was taking a break from college and really didn't know what to do with my life. And uh, I went on Jeopardy and then went back a year later and then back a year after that. And somehow I ended up with like $1.1 million out of just those three appearances. And uh, so all of a sudden, uh, I didn't really have to figure out what I was doing with my life. See, that's wow. awesome. And so you, I don't, I got to think about it. It happened before the whole white man can't jump, the one with Rosie Perez going on Jeopardy type of deal. You were before that, right? Uh, I, I don't think so, actually. I think that movie, movie was out at the time, but I'm not 100% sure. About yeah, so it was probably that. the most the same kind of story, you know, jumping on. Right. He was just doing a job and then bam went on Jeopardy made all those earnings. If you Although I do, I do have a beef with that movie um, because of the way that uh, she has Woody Harrelson quiz her in the movie. Like it, uh, a lot of people take that to mean that they give you some sort of study guide when really she just had, had a, a, a list of categories that she wanted him to go through. So uh, people are like, oh yeah, they give you a study guide, right? Like, no, you just show up and the questions are what they are. And if you know the answers you do, and if you don't, you don't. So did you so, ever meet Rosie Perez because of that? <laughs> Did you ever have ne never have, but uh, if I ever do, I'll, I'll tell her I have some problems with her. Okay, all right, good, Dave. Next question. I, I read, I read that you that you never been beat by another human being, but you were beat by a computer. Is that true? Well, until the uh, greatest of all time tournament. So on regular syndicated Jeopardy, I have still never been uh, beaten by a by a human. Um, but uh, that was yes, that was true. Uh, Ken and I both got crushed by the Watson computer back in 2011. So, so there going to be a, like pay per view sometime, Brad versus Ken. Uh, well, Ken says he's retired now, so I think he's just ducking me. Honestly, he finally <laughs> got one off me, and it's like, oh, now I'm not playing anymore. I know what he's up to. We'll have so to make I, it like a thriller in Manila. We got to get it set up. You know, they have the right promoter to promote this. Brad versus <laughs> Ken. We, it can happen. Well, Sorry, I mean, Ken. yeah, uh, it, the rubber match, sure, why not? So I read somewhere that, um, that Ken won something and you didn't get any of the answers. It was G-O-A-T. Did I read that? A tournament competition? Uh, Ken won that one. And yeah, he, uh, I did not win any games in that series. That's correct. Oh. But well, so, uh, I had already beaten him three times. So I felt, felt like I had to give him one. You had, you had your thriller in Manila. Point. <laughs> yeah. So I so, say tie, and that's it. That's a Brad, and we'll get up to the show in ABC soon to say, you know what? It's got we got to have a matchup and, and just make it on a 
even a different playing field pay-per-view for Jeopardy. But we'll sure we'll we'll have an actual boxing fight. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's it. You know, if they were doing all those things and that sold so much, you guys, there you go. Ken versus Brad for a fight, uh, UFC or a boxing match. And that could be yeah. the next boxing setup, you know, and get your Six, big payday, Brad. 16 ounce gloves, no headgear. I like it. So I'm curious when, when you were first starting out doing this, you said the money started rolling in. Did you realize that this would go up into the millions and how did it change your career objectives? I mean, what do you do for a living now? Uh, I now work in television. So uh, it, it, it kind of led me to that. But uh, I think when I was first on, the most anybody had ever won on Jeopardy was somewhere around 200 grand. And that was, uh, you know, between a big uh, five-day run and winning the Tournament of Champions. And mm. maybe they've had a couple all-star tournaments uh, before that. Uh, but they weren't giving away a ton of money at the time. But what changed was uh, the original Millionaire with Regis came on in uh, yeah. 99, I believe. And that was the biggest show on TV for a while, if, uh, if you remember that. So Jeopardy, I, I think they felt like sort of their, uh, their quiz show Thunder was getting stolen. So they decided to have an all-time all-star tournament uh, at Radio City where they, uh, where they gave away a million dollars. And I was fortunate enough to win that. Wow. Now let's go. And I'm going to, Dave, I wanted to kind of go into that process. And I think he didn't answer that question. Did you think you were going to be that good when you went on Jeopardy? Did you really think you were oh, the goat, greatest of all time? No, no. I thought, uh, I mean, I, I really, my goal showing up was I just wanted to win one game and call myself a Jeopardy champion. <laughs> um, and I, I figured I had a pretty good shot at that, but uh, no, I had no idea. I, uh, I figured I'd do okay, but no, uh, it, it being uh, one of the goats, uh, no idea. <laughs> well all right D dave i'll jump to another question you're freezing for a second so brad now looking at you talked about huh. television dave asked the question regarding uh the whole situation with uh jet that after jeopardy the first time what were your jobs before television before we'll talk about the asbc show next very soon but when did you get into tv the first time not just your TV job now. Um, I, the first time was after, after that uh, tournament at Radio City, actually. Uh, so I produced and hosted my own uh, high school quiz bowl show on uh, local TV back in Pennsylvania, where I'm from, uh, which was a lot of fun. And uh, then I decided to move out here and uh, try to do it uh, in the big time. Perfect timing, yeah. I guess. Not in, so. So, what did you have after that? So, after you did the local one the, before the chase, you had something else before that too, Brad. Yeah, so I I have a production company, and I've uh, produced a few pilots, and uh, I'm always uh, you know looking to get stuff on the air with uh, not too much success, but uh, I can still fortunately pay the bills. But it's perfect time, so it's perfect to have these opportunities come right now for you. This is exactly. Yeah. All right. Go, Dave. Yeah. So um, what shows I'm curious, what shows have you hosted? Because you're you're a TV host, right? And you're an actor. Yes, I, I had my uh, my quiz show in Pennsylvania called Inquisitive. Uh, and then I've uh, 
produced and starred in a few pilots. Uh, the one was uh, actually uh, about uh, a pub quiz team, uh, which was nice. We actually, uh, Kelly Marie Tran from Star Wars was in that one uh, with me uh, before anybody, before she was uh, a huge deal. So that was fun. And uh, then I also uh, starred in one about the world's worst gym called Discount Fitness. But, uh, you know, I guess maybe we could probably start shopping those around again. Um, yeah. Or maybe once uh, people are actually taking in-person meetings again. That's so they're all game, game shows. Game shows? No, uh, sitcoms and uh, and actually uh, sitcoms since I've been out here. And then there was the quiz show that I hosted back in Pennsylvania. Well, you're still a pretty young man. I mean, your life is is ahead of you. What are your plans for the future? Um, I, I want to get that mailbox money, Dave. Is uh, I would <laughs> I'd ideally like to be a recurring character on a network sitcom that makes it to syndication. That's uh, <laughs> no that, it, 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 oh, they don't. So, so, so Brad's latest project's The Chase. So tell us about that. Uh, the Chase is an adaptation of a British show, which is a huge hit over there, where uh, Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer, and I are uh, trivia professionals called The Chasers, who face off against uh, teams of three uh, contestants who uh, have signed up for the shot to try to beat us uh, for a six-figure payday, potentially, uh, that they split among the three people. If that is if they make it to the final chase against us, um, Team uh, individual contestants on the team can get eliminated as we move through the show. So there can be uh, all three of them can be around for the end uh, when they uh, do a rapid fire uh, question quiz off between uh, one of us, them and one of us, or uh, one person could still be around or two or um, possibly even zero. And then uh, we have to bring somebody back. You know, I, I think you should write a book. This would be a great story, story of your life. It's really unbelievable. Have you thought about that? Uh, you know, uh, you're not the first person to say that, but like, uh, I mean, uh, I and who am I to disagree? But like, it, it doesn't it just doesn't sound all that interesting to me. I guess since it's my life, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I should probably start taking that hint because enough people say that it might be interesting that I should probably get that done at some point. So the chase that's is that exactly the same as I said in my fourth book. Yeah. <laughs> No, Dave. So Dave's just written his fourth book. Sorry, Dave, we interrupted on that. So the question I wanted to ask you, Brad, is the the chase. Is it related at all to Jeopardy with having you and 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 uh, Ken in this on the show? It's similar. Um, I think one of the nice things about it is that when you think about primetime network quiz shows, you're uh, you're thinking mostly the millionaire model where there's exactly. the, the the flashing lights and the dramatic music and the you know the individual like really high leverage dramatic moments and we have a little bit of that but we also have up to 116 questions possibly in an hour uh, so it's a lot of fast paced stuff it's so it's a lot more like Jeopardy than a lot of the um, a lot of the prior primetime quiz shows. Yeah, I have to remember that uh, back in the olden days, uh, the quiz shows had their scandals, you know, that they were set up and uh, someone's brother-in-law was winning all the money and then they all went away. And I was surprised they all came back. Same thing happened with the lotteries. You know, there was corruption with lotteries. Now lotteries are back. But how are they keeping the shows corruption free? 
That is uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that uh, game shows are federally regulated and uh, they have to have a compliance attorney around uh, at all times to make sure everything is on the up and up. Um, For for instance, since they're asking me questions, I don't even know the names of the writers uh, or never met any of them, you know, didn't even know where they were during the taping. Um, so all the, the only, uh, interface I get with the questions at all is when they get asked to me. So, uh, and that's the same on Jeopardy too. Like really, uh, you know, you're, there's a contestant, uh, there's a contestant department that deals with the people who are actually the contestants. And, uh, there, that's a strict firewall between anybody who is, who has seen the questions in advance at all. And, uh, that's also another reason why, uh, game shows, especially, uh, I mean, our shoot went, uh, very smoothly. But what, especially with a new show, there's going to be hiccups and, you know, technical difficulties and stuff like that. But when that happens on a game show, not only do you have to figure out how to fix it, you have to figure out how to, you know, pick up where you left off while keeping it fair according to federal regulations. And that's what the lawyers are there for. So anytime anything messes up, it can end up being like an hour delay, which can be uh, annoying, but uh, it's worth it to, for people to know that uh, everything is above board. Exactly. So when I think about things, Brad, this has got to be a so real moment for you. And the fact that this show premieres, that you're part of this show premiering in January, but losing Alex. Yeah. I mean, that's so you have such a tremendous opportunity finally at your plate. You said you moved to Hollywood. Now you're part of the chase that you're, you know, you and Ken are working together. And when you knew you had this opportunity, you didn't know that Alex would, you'd lose Alex. So what are your thoughts of this loss? Well, I mean, we, uh, we had heavy hearts going into it because we actually taped uh, the week after Alex passed. Um, so it was all still all very fresh. And uh, I actually, James tweeted about it. I said, you know, the best, uh, I think the best tribute we could give to Alex is going into work when we're not feeling a hundred percent. And uh, that's what we did. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was really bittersweet. Um, Cause, but at, at the same time, I learned so much from him over the years. Um, I, I mean, he just, he cared about the show so much. He held himself to a really high standard of excellence and he always just was having a great time hosting the show. So I figure, you know, those are probably, you know, uh, care about what you do, hold yourself to a high standard and have fun doing what you do. That, that's great advice for anybody in life. And uh, that, I tried to take that into, into the chase with me. So tell me being a contestant on Jeopardy and working with Alex in that experience before the lights go on. You're one of the contestants. He's there. How is it working with him? How's that process work? Well, unless you've been on as much as I have, you really don't get to know him very well because of those same you know, quiz show laws. Um, he doesn't really hang out with the contestants, not because he doesn't want to, but because he has seen all the all the day's clues in advance to go through them to make sure he got all the pronunciations right. So uh, if you're lucky enough to be on the show as much as I have and get get to know him a little bit, uh, it's just it's fantastic watching him work. I was uh, living in L.A. I got to go to tapings uh, occasionally when I had people in from out of town and stuff like that. And every time I would go by like that was the one thing that would stick with me. It's like, wow. 
he is so good at that job. It's unbelievable. And having done it myself a bit, just knowing how hard it is to do, just he was 90% of the time, he was actually absolutely flawless and never even had to pick anything up where he stumbled over a word or anything like that. And uh, I think that was just from coming up, you know, through the broadcasting rag, starting in radio back in Canada and just having been at it for so long and just honing his craft to the point where he could just nail it every time going out there. And just the fact that he was so focused on making it a good show and he cared so much. It was, we'll, we'll never see anybody like that again, I don't think. Uh, can you share with us the hardest question that you've ever been asked and you almost thought you did? You weren't going to make it. Good question. Um, hmm. I do remember uh, there was a category in the Battle of the Decades tournament where they would give you the date something happened and then you would have to give the thing that happened that day. Uh, so I'm history is probably my best subject. Um, and, uh, I couldn't even tell you the date now cause, uh, it, it, it works. It's a lot easier to get it, to, to get the date and give what happened that day. But, uh, I had to get it right too. It was a daily double. I had bet everything. It was the second day of the finals and I was, uh, I was behind. So to get back into the game, I really had to get it. And it was the, uh, they gave the date. Uh, that ended up being the ratification of the Bill of Rights. It was in 1790. <laughs> so uh, I managed to put that one together. Uh, I I saw it and I thought, ooh, what's that? And fortunately, um, in the allotted time, the tumblers all clicked into place and allowed me to come up with the correct response. Was it a guess or you knew what it was? It was a it was a 90% educated guess. I sort of thought like oh, I don't think it could really be anything anything else in that but I was by no means 100% sure. Wow. And that's why you Guy Neil, did we lose him? Yeah, no. What area what area do you feel you're the weakest in answering questions involving um, with stuff that comes up in uh, trivia competitions, probably uh, opera or ballet, stuff like that. I'm pretty lowbrow. About like if you did a like trivial pursuit, are there areas you can't answer? Uh, not really. I'm usually pretty good at most of that stuff. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't really take any science anywhere past high school. So if you get too into the weeds with that kind of thing, but, uh, you know, Fortunately, if they're asking questions that uh, people at home might know, they they usually don't get much past high school with that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, that's what I always say about Jeopardy is like a good high school education uh, and you pretty much know everything you need to know to be on the show. So I'm assuming you have the home version and you play with your family. Uh, do you sometimes flub it just so you don't win all the time? No, never. And they uh, honestly, it's been years since anybody I've ever tried. Uh, it stopped being fun for everybody a long time ago. <laughs> so uh, if I ask certain sports trivia right now, you can nail it. it I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at sports. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So that's that. So that's uh, so, so you could do a live, Brad. You could do a live with Brad on uh, <laughs> Stump Brad. You know, and see if anyone could for charity. That'd be something. To think yeah. About. And you come up with the wrestling one, Neil, right now? Try no, to oh, pro wrestling. Could you answer any pro wrestling trivia? 
Oh, uh, my uh, my day was like The Rock 20 years ago, and I yeah, haven't so you really can't paid any attention uh, since then. You can yeah. say, I wouldn't be able to come up with any good trivia questions. I'd have to look it up. But it's interesting, but you see, he, he, he figured it out. Trust me. <laughs> and so other shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Brad, have you ever said to yourself, I, I, I know you have a story about that, right? As I was reading up on the thing, was it what was the area you helped somebody? Yes. Uh, so one of the nice things about uh, having gained some notoriety in, in this area is that uh, so uh, they taped Celebrity Mil Millionaire back in the spring. It was actually the I think it was the last thing they taped before everything shut down. And um, it was the celebrity the celebrity edition and they didn't have an audience. So uh, they decided, well, the celebrities can bring a person to uh, help them through the first uh up to $64,000, I think it was. Um, so uh, Catherine O'Hara's people got in touch with me and I'm a huge fan of hers, you know, going back to the SCTV days and, you know, Home Alone and like uh, her new show, Shit's Creek, like she's fantastic in it. I, I got to tell her I thought that was her wow. best work, which was great. Um, and so, yeah, her people uh, got in touch with me and asked if I'd like to help Catherine out. And I was like, are you kidding me? I, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, so I managed to do that. And uh, she managed to win a bunch of money for her charity, which was a lot of fun. All right, Dave, any more questions for Brad before your character? Yeah, I was trying I was trying to think of something to stump him. Oh, and goodness. so what question, Brad, would you come up with if I told you Exxon and Mobile? Uh, what what are two oil companies that merged at some point? <laughs> you got it. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So you'd be great to have uh, buy drinks all night, right, Brad? Yeah. I mean, don't let the baby face fool you. I'm old enough to remember when Exxon and Mobil were two separate stations. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't realize that Exxon and Mobil were together back at the turn of the century, and they were broken up. Right, by the, by the yes, uh, yeah, they, the, the, the anti-Tustert, and then they got back together, yeah. After 100 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this is great. Dave, go ahead and ask if you have any more yeah. questions for Brad before the caregiving question. Okay. Well, that's all I got. So uh, I am a caregiver. I do own a gas station, mobile station, and things were a lot better before the merger than after the merger, but that's beside the point. Uh, my wife suffered a stroke 23 years ago, and uh, we went through a hard time, almost broke up, but we reinvented ourselves. It's, a, you know, the grief period. And now we just go across the country on TV shows and and uh, stages, talking to caregivers, trying to help them survive because 30% of them die before their loved ones do. And at caregiverdave.com, it's a support group now. My question to you, because I believe everyone is going to be touched by caregiving in some way. You're either going to need one or, or you're going to be one. Uh, has caregiving touched your life yet, Brad? Not yet, uh, fortunately, uh, knock on wood. But uh, I do remember uh, when my grandma passed uh, that, well, I guess so this kind of it did, but not in a, like she was in hospice for a while. And I just remember being really struck at how, uh, how great those people are. And, you know, in, uh, something that would be, you, you got to think is be, has to be really hard for people to do. And you got to wonder like why people would sign up to just, you know, spend time with people who are, about to pass away. Um, and they're just really special people. And I remember being struck by that and just the, the amount of compassion. And uh, it's like, wow, I, like, I, I'm just, just, just being really impressed with that. So you're talking about paid caregivers and you're right, they do sign up for that. But the unpaid caregivers, 
they don't sign up for that. It wasn't yeah. on their record. They were drafted. And unfortunately, you know, they, they got to play the cards they're dealt. But, yeah. All right. So, Brad, ABC, The Chase, starts January, premiere. What date? Yep. Uh, Thursday, January 7th, uh, 9 o'clock, 8 central. Um, and then we'll be going for the next nine weeks uh, and hopefully more than that. Um, we had a great time shooting the show. Um, our host is Sarah Haynes from The View, uh, who uh, had instant chemistry with all three of us, Ken, James, and me. And I think that comes through uh, really well. And uh, if uh, you have even a smidgen as much fun watching the show as uh, we did making it, uh, I think we'll be okay. And Brad needs to host a quiz show. Bottom line, listen up, ABC. He needs <laughs> after this, he's got to have his own show. Hey, uh, I, I would be up for that uh, completely. So uh, I'm thanks for saying for that. Deal. So that's going to happen. Instead, or you're going to have to tell Ken it's happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, your guys, the, are, your guys are in a boxing match, pay per view. Yeah. It's already set up. Former professional wrestler Neil Haley is going <laughs> to promote it and it's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, uh, you know, the good thing is, like, I've lost a bunch of weight uh, during quarantine because uh, I figured if I didn't lose some, I would gain it. And uh, I'm probably we're probably now in the, a similar uh, sort of weight class. So uh, I think uh, it, it should all work out. So let's get that going. OK, we'll have to find that out and we'll have to make <laughs> that happen. I appreciate Brad. Can we follow you social media? I'm sure you're all over the place, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm at Brad Rutter on at Brad Rutter, B-R-A-D-R-U-T-T-E-R -T -T -E on Twitter. And I have a brand new Instagram account. I finally got uh, on uh, for the chase. Uh, it's Brad Rutter official on Instagram. So uh, please follow me there. That's where I need the followers. I'm doing OK on Twitter. Isn't that funny that that you had somebody sell you Instagrams the way to go when all the system is just craziness? It's just like trivial in so many aspects. I'm building my TikTok, and honestly, <laughs> TikTok gets the best audience bang for your buck. Yeah, you. And that's why if you get a million followers on TikTok, you're going to be making a lot of money. That TikTok famous. Yeah, it's but, just uh, I can't be interesting 15 seconds at a time. Unfortunately, I think you could think about it. <laughs> Think about yeah. it, Brad. I'm telling you, you wouldn't believe some of these people blowing up on TikTok. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll try to figure something out. Okay. I'm at 650-some followers so far, just playing around with the game. But ultimately, it's just about you wouldn't believe the different videos that are out there, because especially your production company. So that's the tip for Brad. Brad's going to become TikTok famous and look out. And that's hey. what the ABC execs should be pushing is not Instagram, but TikTok. That's yeah, the, they won't be able to say no once I have a million TikTok followers. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. You, you'll be on. You, who knows? You, you might even just have, if you, I've heard they're making money. We had a real estate agent for a show and she said that her top clients are TikTok famous. Can you? Wow. Believe that? It's crazy. It's I don't amazing. know how they're making their money, but it, right. the stuff you see on TikTok, the affiliate marketing and how much they clean up. If you have numbers. You put those affiliates out there, you clean up. It's crazy. We're in the wrong business sometimes, Brad. We got to figure yeah. it out. All right. So I appreciate you coming by. All right. Thanks. Hey, good thanks, you. guys. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a different type of trivia day, but I appreciate it, Brad. Take care, man. And uh, we'll have you back on another time. But think about it. TikTok. Okay. He's gonna uh, yeah. Brad Rutter's gonna when, I, what, when I come back, I'll be TikTok famous. All right. Sounds good, Brad. Take care. <laughs> thanks, Neil. All right, guys. That was the Neil Haley Show. Take care. Celebrity slots. Free spin. Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. 
Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download, free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.